What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I See Things a Little Differently. I am the Slow Chemical. Welcome to your Monday show. I think it's like one of the few times I'm actually recording on a Monday. <laughs> up early in the morning, 5 a.m. Um, and it's, it's funny It's funny because, and see, whenever I do this, it's because I just take these last-minute notes. And, like, yeah, and see, it's one of those things where I just don't like recording on Mondays on the actual day. Because even if, even if I miss a few things that I want to talk about... It feels like it just comes off less prepared to me. I don't know why. It just it just does. Um, I do want to do some per, per service notes. Is that um, or service notes? Well, program notes. <laughs> that see, I feel like I'm off. Um, Peacemaker episode seven uh, review has already been scheduled to uh, uploaded, so recorded, so it will drop this Wednesday. So I know you guys are have have, have a thing about. Not mixing the shows, but we're going to do it right now because last night was the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the L.A. Rams. But they dropped the full f- official air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. First trailer of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I remember before I even saw it, I was I was like reading previews of it. And it was like how, um, yeah, some footage from the previous one. I don't think it was any footage from the previous one. You actually finished a conversation with Wanda. You see there's multiple Wandas, obviously in the multiverse. Multiple Doctor Stranges. You've seen actually Defender Doctor Strange. And then towards the end of it is the big reveal. Uh, first of all, he's being... and I didn't know they were Ultron bots. I thought there was something else for some reason. But they were Ultron bots walking him as he's in handcuffs as he meets the Illuminati. And you hear Xavier's voice saying... Should we finally tell him? And uh, you could tell a lot of things are going to be. I feel like we're going to leave this movie in a, with a rarity. It's going to be a lot of questions actually answered. I feel like the, if it's really going to be three hour runtime or close to it, it will be worth every minute we finally see America Chavez use our powers. And um, you see, it feels like this is less. Of uh, you see, it's consequences for Doctor Strange, but it feels like it's less. Uh, like when Wong says to him, "You can't control everything, Strange. You you really can't. The, the 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 world is what it is." And I feel like in this one, you kind of see consequences for his actions, but his actions were good. No, it, it's less about the what if story of what if Strange lost his heart and not his hands, and then more about all right. So you're feeling the vibe of using the time stone uh, in your first movie. You're feeling the vibe of um, the vibe, or yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so you're feeling the vibe of how um, you help Peter Parker, and so it's one of those things where I'm I'm expecting a classic film here, and this looks like this is going to be much different than anything we've ever seen um, in a Marvel movie, and then you have Wanda. The multi uh, the multiverse Wanda saying, when I did it to help, you know, I was judged, but you do it, it is good. That doesn't seem fair. It it feels like a lot of things are gonna happen. It looks like Wanda is embracing official. Like you see it towards the end of the movie, uh, her show, but it looks like you're finally gonna see her em- embrace instead of that ten second clip of her with using the dark hold. 
you're going to see her fully embrace the uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, it looks like, and it looks like they're going to do it. They're going to have the Illuminati. They're going to have a bunch of, it looks like they're going to actually freaking do it, have a bunch of cameos. So it looks like these rumors are, are finally going to be true. You know, so I'm super excited about it. Um, I, I think there was something else that dropped as well. I know people are talking about that. Um, well, <laughs> The Rock is always dramatic. I follow him on Instagram. He's always super, he's always a salesman. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he's always a salesman. And um, he said it was a historic trailer. And it was a mix of what's coming out this year with, for DC. You have Black Adam. Aquaman, the Batman, the Batman, we've seen the same footage over and over. And no, I have not seen, I had a bunch of people ask me, hey, have you seen the uh, the funeral scene that uh, DC supposedly dropped? I have not. I'm actually going into this movie fresh, um, March 4th, I believe. And, and me watching a two, three minute scene that they're going to show nothing in, uh, pretty much everything we've seen in the trailer is not going to get me amped up. Um, but they show more of Black Adam. I saw. I, I have seen that. Um, it definitely looks like the movie that Rock was talking about. He's gonna be an anti-hero. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm actually excited to see JSA get some shine here. JSA does not get enough shine, in my opinion. But yeah, Doctor Strange trailer was amazing. I mean, first of all, the work they're putting into it. The fact that I think they're still doing reshoots, or they were still doing reshoots up until last month, as our court is in February. Um, but I think the reshoots that they were doing were, I guess they're technically reshoots, um, but the reshoots they were doing was to add cameos into the movie. So it was kind of just like, Hey, you have this ball to watch this and like talk to whoever. Um, so I think that's what it was more about was just getting, it could probably get everyone on board. Now it seems like this COVID thing is dying down enough. Um, I know there's a bunch of variants that are coming out right now, but. Um, after Dr. Fauci made that comment, and we're not obviously a news show, but after Dr. Fauci made that comment about how the uh, U.S. has gotten past the pandemic phase as far as like just the worst part of it, it feels like everything's even more opening up now, opening up even more now. So, but yeah, those are my thoughts on the Dr. Strange trailer. Um, I think it looks dope. I'm excited to see it. Uh, what, no, it's not April, it's like May 6th or something. Um, I think it was smart to push it back from March. Um, give it some time to marinate because first of all, sitting in the movie theater because I think technically the, the original release date was supposed to be like two weeks after the Batman. Here's my thing: if both these movies are actually three hours long, sitting in the movie theater for three hours long for both these movies is something I do not want to do. Especially if they're sitting in the movie for two and a half hours for fucking with Sp- Spider Man. Like that's why I didn't go. That's why I didn't go see it twice. I was like, I just don't want like I just don't want to do that. <laughs> so no, we will talk more about this in the future. We will back, give out to action figures. Like, um, I did actually purchase the Batman figures from a Farland line, but after episode eight review, which will be next Wednesday, um, we're going to hit some Batman stuff before the, the counting down to the, the, the big show and movie. And I will talk about the, my review on the figures and everything like that. So that is up there. Let's get into wrestling, though. We very rarely start with AEW, but I said, you know what? I'm feeling AEW this week. AEW All Elite Wrestling. Keith Lee is All Elite. He got married, then he became All Elite. Um, 
Mia Yim has also said she will start taking bookings in March. Um, he defeated Isaiah Cassie in a qualifier. The crowd just loved this. Um, he looked to be very, very happy. There was no singlet. There was no Bearcat. It was just Keith Limitless Lee. And I thought about what Mercedes Martinez said on Renee Paquette's podcast. Um, the Sessions, I believe they're called now. And I, she said the thing she was worried about the most was during Retribution was her name change. She said she had gone 20 years or whatever with the same name and the same branding. Something that Adam Cole has said. He has the long hair. I believe he's not just white. I believe he's like part Latino or something like that. Like, I, I, he's mixed, I believe. And he said, man, I spent a long time getting this name out there. And to just change it would be weird. And I do think this generation, and, and, and people have said this before, the biggest marks are the marks are, are the wrestlers themselves because they mark themselves. And it should be. It's funny how they project their frustrations onto the fans sometimes when the fans take things too seriously about things they don't care about. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's that's always hilarious. But when you look at it, these older guys have learned from the younger guys' mistakes. Like when you look at someone like a Chris Jericho, who was definitely a veteran in his game. He didn't allow anything to change his name. You know, like. Like, he knew his branding. Like, Jericho has always been the businessman. Mick Foley, the same thing. Mick Foley has taken breaks from WWE. He loves WWE, but he's taking breaks because he's like, all right, you guys want to do this? I'm not I'm not really with that right now. Moving on. You know, and to me, I feel like that's important. And, really, and the fact that, like, there was nothing wrong with Keith Lee. Like, like uh, I heard Brian Alvarez review of the segment. He said uh, he thinks Keith Lee should lose some weight. He probably should. Probably told him. I mean, having three months off does not help, though. You know, having three months off is rough, you know. And then you're in COVID still. And I don't know where they live at. They might live in Florida. But it's like one of those things <laughs> Florida's not lost. Um, but either way, bottom line, it was good to see him. He looked happy. And I love the tweet he put out. He said there's a lot more work to do. And he's right. There is. I really thought that he would go to Impact first. Oh, I, I guess I want him to go to Impact first. Not that I thought he was going to go. Because I feel like seeing him versus Moose, he'll get elevated to a title scene soon. I feel like things are so planned out in AEW right now. I'm just trying to, I'm excited that he's there. I'm interested to know where he's going to fit, you know, and, and how they're going to put him in positions to succeed. Um, because that, that, that's the key right there with this inflated roster. It's, it's going to be a trip without the luggage to see how he does and... He's going to do way, way better than WWE, obviously. But um, I'm just curious to see where um, um, where he lands up in the in, in the roster. Obviously, middle card. But, like, how long he stays there. Um, because um, it's, 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 it's time to go to work now. No more excuses. No more... Um, Bearcat, it's just time to go to freaking work. And he looked good. And uh, Private Party were the, the best team to get him over. You know, um, so I'm happy for that. The opening segment of Dynamite was, as the kids say, lit. The coronation of MJF in Atlantic City was awesome. I loved everything about this segment. Um, and then you have CM Punk who just casually walks out. No music, no nothing. I loved that touch to it because... To me, just to have a normal, hey, let's have this new music come out. And, and No. He's angry. He's not waiting for the music. He knows he got screwed. You know, it was, this was all, this, all this was great. 
when the, the crowd's chanting Warlow, MGF still isn't getting Warlow, the respect he deserves. It's just, you just, this, this, this AEW crowd is just begging for MJF to get his butt kicked, not just by anybody, by Wardlow. And then you have Punk admitting that he's a, a solo act. He says, hey, I got some help with me this time. You have Sting and Darby come out with baseball bats. And, and then CM Punk says, hey, I'm not talking to you, MJF. I'm talking to the guy that actually beat me in Chicago. And that was Wardlow. And the fact that they're just putting this guy over big time, dude. Like, this is going to be a big deal when he finally goes face. When he finally does it, it's going to be such a big deal. And so, there's a match made. And the match is that, hey, you win against FTR, any part you're choosing that's not Darby or Sting, then you get a match with me anywhere, anytime, which is going to happen at Revolution, obviously. So we get on to later in the night where MJF is surprised when John Moxley shows up. And I'm just like, that's a good tag team partner. <laughs> that's a great tag team partner. In a great match, they beat FTR where Tully Blanchard took a freaking go to sleep, dude. I did not see that coming. And then it was stereo finishing moves with Moxley hitting, I believe it was Cash with the... Uh, uh, what is it called? What is it, what, what is it called? It's a, it's a double on DT, but what does he call it? The paradigm shift. And then Dax taking the go to sleep for the final pen. So now you've uh, Moxley, Moxley getting me in the crosshairs of the freaking um, pinnacle like he cares. Then you have MJF having to give CM Punk a rematch. Meanwhile, let's skip the rampage. I saw a dynamite segment, no pun intended. Where they're uh, interviewing Daniel Bryan and now, well, Brian Daniel and um, son and Brian is just like people think he turned it down. No, Moxley just likes to fight. We could be the future of this. Punk is just using him for right now. And then Lee Moriarty and um, I was about to call him I was about to call him Evan Bourne, but no, he's not. No, he's not Evan Bourne. Anymore. Matt Seidel interrupt him and Matt Seidel's pretty upset. And then Lee Moriarty says, "Hey man, I'm, I'm standing right here. Don't talk to me. Don't talk about me like I'm right right here." And he says, "Hey man." You know, you, you want to see violence, I'll show you violence. And Brian says, sure, show me on Dynamite when I fight face you. This will be the first match, I believe, for Brian since he lost to Hangman. But I'm excited to see this match. I'm excited to see where this is going. And if they actually turn Lee Moriarty heel and end up giving Brian Danielson his own faction, that should be excellent. Also, Jay White makes his AEW Dynamite or AEW debut this was all because of the Friday previous when Tony Khan's hyping up this big reveal, this big reveal, and he says the forbidden door. Well, it's not a forbidden door if someone from WWE walks through. It's the forbidden door when Impact, New Japan, ROH, NWA, which to them later on, walks through. And Tony Khan was aware of that, and he said, man, I butchered it. <laughs> so we called up New Japan and said, hey, can I book... Jay White, and he did. And Jay White look, came in, threw around, well, who was it? One of the best friends was Trent, I think, and said, nice earrings. And he walked away. So this is clearly Adam Cole pulling more power plays. Clearly, that's what he's doing. And so that was just a taste of what we got on Rampage. He ends up showing up and hitting the switchblade on Trent, actually getting involved in the ring. Like, this is going to be sick, dude. This is going to be freaking sick. 
And I'm glad Tony Khan... And his thing also I found funny. Tony Khan is so aware of the internet world. He knew it would get out that he had butchered it. So he just said, F it. I own it. I admit to it, you know. My bad, you know. And he ends up getting this someone cool. So that was pretty awesome. Jay Cargill is 27-0 as she retains the TBS championship. Hangman and Page, the freelance archer in a as the old people would say, barn burner, as he hit a f- freaking, <laughs> what is it called? What was this finishing move called? It was <laughs> he went off the referee's back, the flip off the referee's back, clothesline Archer onto tables, and then got the, and then that, the, the, the victory, I don't have, it was a sick way to do it, dope way to do it. Um, then Adam Cole comes out, Puts the belt on hang on, on Archer on Hangman and says essentially essentially says I'm next, which kind of was it has to be kind of that because he's undefeated. Um, so this is gonna be another good win for our uh, Hangman. I keep saying Archer for some reason Hangman, um, but this is gonna be a nice match. His three championship matches have been dope. So looking forward to that match. That's gonna be nothing but a, a fantastic match as well. Kyle O'Reilly. He's been missing from TV. I guess Red Dragon's been missing on TV for a while now. I was actually wondering where they were myself. I was like, they're in this storyline. Like, what the is going on? But once again, you can stretch this storyline out until Omega's ready to come back. And I think Omega, as he's been training to come back. Let me take a sip of water for a second. I, yeah, this is why I don't like doing Monday shows. <laughs> I feel unprepared. I feel tired. My voice feels scratchy. So, anyways. Um... That's much better. No more drive off. Um, but you can stretch this out. Because Omega, I believe, also caught COVID-19 in that time frame. So this, this could be stretched out to double or nothing or all out, whatever. It's obviously leading to a match between Omega and Cole. And a tag team between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks, which should be awesome. So anyways, O'Reilly has been gone due to the birth of his child. And I remember, for some reason, I thought he already had a child. Because I remember at the time that he was uh, leaving WWE... He was supposed to, supposed to be having a child. Anyways, he has it now. Congratulations to him and his wife. It, her, she, I don't know. Uh, but he has a baby now, so congratulations. Um, but he's on Renee Paquette's podcast. Renee Paquette's getting all the dirt, dude. All the dirt. <laughs> uh, or the tea, as the kids say. And um, he says the thing that made him leave WWE was when he was told that WWE is no longer looking for, air quotes, wrestlers. And he said, well, I'm a pro wrestler. That sounds all horrifying for me. Here's the problem, though. And and I, I was watching Brian Alvarez and Vinny's show uh, on YouTube, watching a clip of it. And he was saying how, like, the trials have not gone so well because they don't want wrestlers. They want people who, oh, she's pretty. She works at Starbucks. Let's get her to be a pro wrestler. And people who don't know anything about pro wrestling. Remember, Tay Conte knew nothing about pro wrestling. She thought WWE was a porn company. And she just so happened to fall in love with the business. Um, which is rare for anything in, in any field. You, I just don't think you can make someone a writer. I don't think someone make, make someone a porn star, or whatever, right? And so they didn't go well. And then Brand Alvarez brought up a good point. When you look at NXT New Year's Evil, there are no air quotes not pro wrestlers. You have Braun Breaker. First of all, his lineage along with his dad and his uncle. He's a pro wrestler. You know what I'm saying? You have uh, Santos Escobar, a pro wrestler. You know, you have people who are considered pro wrestlers in the industry. So that's interesting. But you know what? I was wondering why he left, you know, and I'm waiting for Tom, uh, Tommy, Johnny Gargano to 
tell his side of the story as well. And I don't think I've forgotten people. It's still 2022. I get that. And I'm waiting to hear from Bray Wyatt. I know Bray Wyatt has a movie and a bunch of stuff coming out. And he's a, normally a quiet individual. I want to hear his side of the story. Because last year, if you remember, he had tweeted out, now we've heard Johnny and Bruce's side. You're going to hear my side. That is going to be, whoever gets that interview, I would assume it's going to be Jericho. When Jericho gets that interview, that if Moxley's was the most downloaded, that will then replace it as the most downloaded Jericho podcast of all time. I stand by that period bottom line. But it's good to hear O'Reilly come out about it. He didn't bash the company. He just said, hey, they're saying this, they're going this direction. It's not a direction I really feel interested in going. Nothing wrong with that, absolutely at all. MOW. Killer Cross mixes return at Super Fight. So, uh, I don't know where this guy's going to end. He's not going back to Impact. Uh, they did not treat him or Scarlett very well. Um, I would assume New Japan or AEW, but he's definitely back in a- MLW. And I, and, I don't, and I do believe MLW does do newer contract, like long-term contracts, but I don't think he's going to sign a long-term deal with anybody for a while. I think he's going to probably work the independent scene for a while. He, he can make a killing, literally. Welcome out with a bunch of belt belts, so good for him. House of Glory has announced that the Lucha Brothers will face the Briscoes. That's going to be awesome, one. Two, so I was on Instagram. I was on the gram, as the kids say. And <laughs> they're showing clips of the Gun Club versus Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy. And they defend their Titan Towns. And in one of the comments, in the very first comment I saw from Ray Phoenix... He has the yawning emoji. I can't wait till they come back and fight uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. It's going to be awesome. That was so petty and levels of petty that I can accept and I love. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, a quick note that I did not get a chance to write down, but I did take a screenshot of it. WWE has apparently offered a contract to former ROH Women's World Champion Roxy. Real name, Carla Gonzalez. I bring that up just because this leads to, before we get into our WWE notes, this leads to, um, where are you at? This leads to, where is that? Oh, yeah. Wow. The new version of Women of Wrestling. If you remember, one of the few predictions I remember was Alex, um, was, um, that this would be a failure in that I know they have Jeannie Buss from the Lakers ownership. I have it. I know they have uh, AJ Mendez um, as a part of it. Uh, AJ Lee. Um, I think she's the executive producer of it or whatever. I had said that this will be a failure and this would be a breeding ground for AEW and WWE. I know that Tessa has been an issue. I don't know if Tessa is the female version of Antonio Brown. I don't know if that's too harsh. Um, but I I don't think she's there yet. I do believe, though, me personally, I do believe one of those companies will sign her by the end of the day. It's not a prediction. That's just, there's no way she's not going to go unsigned. I don't see this promotion lasting, but I do see it still being a breeding round. Well, anyways, Alex Garcia has announced that she has mutually parted ways with the promotion months before their debut uh, that's kind of what that's not for them it's a huge name you know and if she has other opportunities outside of it's awesome i'm sure all the women do or most women do um but i get the feeling like we're gonna see more of this coming up i just i just do this is my opinion anyways smackdown before we get to that we're getting to smackdown but the reason why i 
all of a sudden we have Big E and Kofi reunited is because of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon wanted the energy of the New Day, but he does not want to call them the New Day. So the first week, if you notice, they're calling the New Day. If you pay attention to February 11th and then next week's show, which is already pre-taped, you will notice they will only call them Big E and Kofi. It will not be the New Day. So he just wanted them back together and their energy there, um, which is funny because he's gone out of his way to break them up the last two years. So really, really, really strange stuff. Anyway, so I'm going to get into spoilers for February 18th um, SmackDown. I'm going to do it right now. So you have five, four, three, two. Okay, we have a new Intercontinental Champion, which I think we all saw coming. Like, I think Sami Zayn actually earned that Intercontinental Championship match maybe last year. I believe he earned it last year. And he didn't get it at day one. I think Shinsuke was hurt. And then they just put it off. And it's been a month and a half. He finally got the belt back. So I, I think we all saw this coming. So this is not really a spoiler. Especially since I think WWE started this like three or four years ago. Where they spoil their own stuff. If it's a title change, they tell it. Because they want to be the ones that hold the narrative. Instead of it being a fan, air quotes, you know, air quotes again. A fan giving the information away. I believe they started a few years ago though. If I'm not mistaken. No, I'm not mistaken on that. Anyways. This past week on SmackDown, you had Naomi and Charlotte Flair. They did. They had a really good match. Charlotte Flair ends up defending her women's championship uh, and comes off well. Well, Sonya Deville was not allowed to interfere in this match. But after Naomi loses, Sonya comes out, starts beating her down. Who makes the save? Ronda Rousey makes the save. She didn't this leads to a tag team match at Elimination Chamber. I think this will be the most women's matches they've had in Saudi Arabia ever. I think we have... Becky Lynch versus Lita. I think we also have a women's chamber, which is six more women, which means eight. Now we have four more women. We have Ronda Rousey teamed with Naomi, which is a huge rub for Naomi, versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte. I would have to imagine we're finally getting the blow off to Sonya and Naomi, and Naomi has to win that match. Naomi absolutely has to win that match at WrestleMania, which will be probably night one or something like that. Um, so... I'm, I'm excited for that. On Ric Flair's podcast, let's talk about Ric Flair for a second. <laughs> and I, I, I finally figured it out. And because of this now, I'm only going to talk about Ric Flair when I find stuff to be uh, hilarious. Because I truly believe Flair does not feel the way he feels. I, I There's no way. The same way I feel about Bubba Ray a few weeks ago making that comment about Moxley. I think it's just a way to generate attention for the show. It could be nothing else. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it could be anything else. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it at all. Um, he at first said how Sami Zayn cannot get over and the only person he can beat is Johnny Knoxville. Speaking of that, it looks like the, the match they're going with at WrestleMania will be Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knox. For the Intercontinental title, which will be their special attraction match, air quotes again. Which, okay, whatever, don't care. He says the only person he can be is Johnny Knox. And he says, well, Sammy has heat with me. And if he, and if he has heat with me, he has heat with the marks. N- not this mark. <laughs> I don't even know why he would have heat with me. What did he do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, stupid dancing? Did he, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's really weird stuff. But then Ric Flair has the week of his life. <laughs> Then he gets on Twitter, I mean, on his show, and says, how dare Becky Lynch call Ronda Rousey Ronnie? 
whoever goes with that is ridiculous. This woman is living rent free in Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair's head. Like she live. I've never seen this before. I don't think in the history of pro wrestling, where one woman has two Hall of Famers, one father, one daughter, who is just who hate her so much. I've never seen this before, and the and everyone else just loves her. <laughs> but they, she's in these two Hall of Famers' heads. So Becky, who very rarely now uh, even brings up Ric Flair, tweets this out: "Work so hard, your heroes become your rivals." Then. Become so good, Ric Flair loses his mind every time you breathe. I mean, she is so right. <laughs> she is so right. Like, I can appreciate Petty. I can appreciate, you know, um, when someone feels some way. I don't get this feeling, though. It's just confusion right now. So, anyways, Brock Lesnar. I saw this and I had, I, this was weeks ago, but I saw this and I said, I have to say it. He is, a, he has made more history. He's he has the shortest amount of time in the Rumble for a win. Two minutes and thirty two seconds. Eliminate like six people. God, and it, it, I get I get it. We're heading for title for title. Um, I think this is the way to put Reigns over, like as a, as a true conqueror. Because we always because we've already seen Brock do this. We've seen Brock do this just what seven years ago when he defeated uh, John Cena, and I, I get both belts were unified at the time. But he had the visual of him holding the World Heavyweight Championship belt and then the uh, WWE title. We've already seen that. You know, we have to see where Reigns now. And obviously, after Rock showing up last night to, to do the Open for the, the uh, Super Bowl, it's clear that next year, the site of next year's WrestleMania is going to be a big deal in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. And to me, that's obviously the match you're going to target is Reigns versus Rock to, to put him over again. I don't think Reigns is going to be champion that long. Uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Drew's gonna win the title from him. I'm assuming Drew because it's clear they have him in this Matt Cat Moss Baron Corbin thing for a reason. Um, but I, I assume after WrestleMania, Reigns is gonna be the, Reigns is gonna drop the belts to, to Drew, which is fine. Um, but uh, we don't need that as a visual. He's done so much; and it's just amazing. And like, I guess this is the only thing to go, only place to go. So, anyways, William Regal has opened a store at Pro Wrestling Tees. Go support him. Ron Simmons is the next guest in the Broken Skull Sessions. I am so far behind. I've yet to watch the Jeff Hardy one. I have yet to watch the Becky Lynch one. Um, so I'm interested in seeing this uh, Ron Simmons one for sure. Let's hit Raw. RK Bro have earned a tag team title shot after winning the Quiz Bowl. Then they promptly lose to KO and, and, and Rollins, which makes me think that then this is this match in well they're not gonna be in Saudi Arabia because Kevin Owens doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. That's why Austin Theory won last week, and we end up seeing Austin Theory lose this week. But the only reason Austin Theory won is because uh, Kevin Owens does not go to Saudi Arabia. He's like Brian Danielson; he just doesn't go. Um, so 50-50 booking there. But I would assume whenever this tag team match happens, I'm assuming that it's happening at Elimination Chamber. But I'm assuming next in line would be Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, which I can see them putting the tag team titles on them, um, even though it's going to be a sucky short reign for Gable and Otis, who are actually having a pretty good reign. AJ Styles, you have to keep this guy strong as he's going into WrestleMania season, which I, him versus Edge has been pitched. I'm assuming that's where they're going to go. I'm assuming that match that where the match can you have I think AJ Styles should win, considering that every legend he's faced at WrestleMania, he's lost to. Think about this. He lost to Jericho. I mean, yeah, he lost to Jericho. Lost to Undertaker. I think, like, he needs like, this win, and Edge has been beating. I think, who did Edge lose to? The only person Edge lost to was Reigns. 
and Rollins, but that was a three, three. I mean, if they do a three, a trilogy match as well, it's not that bad. But AJ Styles should win, in my opinion. Anyways, Styles pins the United States Champion Damian Priest. If you noticed, Priest went a full year and change on the main roster without being pinned. That is his fourth loss in a row now. Kind of crazy. Um, Dewdrop didn't pin Liv Morgan. Um, so I don't know what's going on. I, I, I'm I have nothing in that race either way. Um, however. I do know Liv Morgan fans are very angry right now. I know some people are enjoying this online. That's fine. I don't care. Um, but I wonder where her direction is going to be on at, at WrestleMania. I wonder if she's going to be put in a multi-woman match or she's in a one-on-one match. I mean, she's over, dude. But right now, she's not her time. I can see her getting the belt for a token run this year if she's a face. If she's a heel, I can completely see her getting a longer run anyways um so that's my thoughts on raw um as we head into elimination chamber match this sunday which obviously is going to be um <sighs> which is obviously going to be not this i'm actually not excited for wrestlemania this year to be honest with you i will watch it because the show but i'm actually not excited for it at all if i'm being honest so anyways um, last but not least, NWA, NWA, Matt Cardona is the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. This dude has hit the indie scene. It has been all over the place. He went to All Elite for a little bit. He went here. He went there. He is just covered and draped in gold. Um, he has a match with Jordan Grace, I believe, again. I'm excited to see this guy wrestle. Like, this guy, this is literally what, air quote, Zack Ryder should have been in WWE when he got himself over. Matt Cardona just has a great wrestling mind, and he just is fantastic at what he does. So, congratulations to him. He has a match set up for Nick with him versus Nick Aldis. I don't know how long this tie reign will be, but he's just going to add to it. I could see him coming in and winning a TNT title if I got a short run and losing it. But he's one of those people that he's been everywhere. GCW champion. NWA champion, this guy is just putting himself on the map in a different way. So congratulations to him. Anyways, that is your Monday show. Check me out on Wednesday for Peacemaker Review Episode 7, where I talk about why it's the most emotionally charged episode of the series so far. I'm looking forward to Episode 8. Um, I, thank you guys for joining me. This is a rare time where I record on Monday. So I'm putting it up in the upload right now as we speak after we're done. So I am this little chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently, and we are out.